Ah, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the Burgundy Gold Knuckleheads fan. And uh, right over there, shaking his head. Doesn't even know what's going on here because I, I threw, a, threw a curve here. Is my main man, Reggie. What's up, Reggie? <laughs> Ken, is that you? That is, that is me. That is me. What are you what are you doing, man, playing Paula Abdul? That's not Paula Abdul. What the hell is that? That's it. That was an inside it was an inside joke uh uh reference there. That that's uh oh Curtis Blow. <laughs> that was Curtis Blow. That was Curtis Blow. I, I thought that was Paula Abdul. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> uh, cl- clearly we we know what your genre of music is. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not my genre. I was just like, Paul Abdul is our intro music today. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head real quick. One of, one of her songs are because you know it must have been on your playlist uh, on your drive home, and uh, you just got Paul Abdul on on the brain, man. No, that's not true. You, you're just coming back with the '80s pop. I mean, music. In, in, like, in, what is yeah, that? in the day she was looking good. Don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, I understand. Uh, I, I, I wasn't ex- wanna, her, her music was not on my uh, playlist, you know, as they say these days. Oh man, I was just wondering since when Paul Abdul became my intro music. That, nah, but behind, I mean, behind the scenes, I've been I've been egging Reggie about playing some basketball, and so that's why that's why I did some Curtis Blow, uh, playing basketball. That's what that was. It was. I it was without the without the words. I went and uh, snagged the instrumental version of that and uh, threw it. I I mean, do you want me you want me to run it again? I don't think you do, but uh, no, no, I I do not want to hear. I do not want to hear Paul Abdul again. (laughs) (laughs) So so what you're saying? What you're saying is she stole. She's got a copyright against Curtis Blow. I don't know. All I'm saying is I don't want to hear Paul Abdul again. All right, but. Nonetheless, that was <laughs> I, I had absolutely that had absolutely nothing to do with the burgundy and gold right there, did it? It did not, and you caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, I knew I would. I knew I would. <laughs> but uh but anyway, so we're just doing a quick podcast, you know, for the folks. Um not a whole lot happening in the commander news these days, unless you make news, unless you yeah. decide to want to discuss things just to for the sake of discussing them but uh we just decided to just kind of have some random talks um about the team um today was the first day of otas right um so we'll talk a little bit about that just a couple of things that came out of that um uh the reports that are coming out of uh washington um on day one of training camp so that's a little bit what we're going to talk about today yeah i mean you know when you, when you see them run around, I, I know we're not in the in the actual uh, training camp. You know, it's just like you said, it's the OTAs. But uh, anytime you see them in the in in burgundy and gold, you know, even just just wearing the helmet, no pads, and running running plays and doing their thing, you know, it's 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 getting a little bit closer. It's getting a little bit closer to opening day and training camp. And um, you know, I've I've uh, forget who I who I was listening to. It wasn't I think it was on ESPN. They were interviewing a a rookie, and and he said this time of year for him, yes, he's going to, uh, you know, try to get in sync with the players some and everything. But but for the for the rookies right now, it is just absorbing that playbook, right? Getting to the point where you don't even think about the play being called, um, and you just you're able to you know do the block, run the route, uh, pick up the, pick up the blitz. If that's what you're supposed to do, or are you supposed to peel out and go into the flat? Um, it's all the above and you know, you're learning the vernacular and every team has very similar, uh, on how they run their plays and schemes. It, you know, th- there's a lot of nuances in, in how they phrase things, uh, to call out the plays that, uh, you just gotta, you gotta pick up on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's like uh, drinking out of a fire hose at this point. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. But where a lot of teams um, are with this is you could allow your veterans, I'm sorry, your rookies could lean on your veterans 
to help them kind of grasp the offense or the defense um, based on because your veterans have been in the system. But in this case, with Washington, specifically on the offensive side of the ball, with Eric Bieniemy com- coming in as the new offensive coordinator, your veterans are trying to learn just as much as your rookies are trying to learn. Right. Right. So your rookie can go to the vet, but the vet may or may not know the answer to, to, to the question. Even at this point, the only difference is the vet just knows his way around the building and a little bit about what Ron uh, the head coach likes. But even the vets don't know what expectations um, Eric Bieniemy has. And and again, they're trying to pick up the offense just the same. So so the whole thing is a learning curve, which is what we discussed in our last podcast. We need the offense to gel way fast because we can't afford to get off to a slow start this season. So they got to come out of the gate. And I think that's where I was excited to see that Washington is going to have a joint practice with the Ravens. And the first question I had was, why haven't they been doing this? Even, even before Ron Rivera, why haven't they been doing joint practices with the Ravens before? I mean, they're literally in the backyard. Exactly. And uh, but but that's another another topic. But but at the end of the day, I'm I'm very excited to see that uh, the joint practices with the Ravens uh, will be happening this year. So we'll know because we every year we seem to have training camp superstars that. Once the bright lights come on, these guys disappear. Right. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll get to see that. Um, and I, I'm, I know I'm saying a lot here, but I'll let you respond. And the other oh. thing is why the joint practice is even more important not only for the offense to see what we can do and the defense but also we are losing uh one week one week i think it's otas i think not training i think it's an ota one week because of uh, ron and some things that they did last year a week or a day it's a week okay outside of outside of the cba i think they was practicing too hard or they practiced too long some there was some violation of the cba and uh, that the team violated and and they're being docked a week. But I think that's a week of OTAs versus a week of training camp. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. And so, and there's ways ahead. around that, right? Uh, you, I, I would, it wouldn't surprise me if the players get together themselves without the coaches and say, Hey, what, what things should we run? Um, the veterans that are around know what to do and how to run a practice. Um, not only at the NFL level, but, you know, things change a little bit, but a, a practice in high school and practice in college and practice in, in the pros, there's, while there are differences, there's a lot of similarities and, you know, the veterans can, can take hold of it and, and, uh, you know, run your plays and work each other. And it wouldn't surprise me if they do that at some local high school or potentially even do it right there on, on the facility, just without the coaches uh, leading it. Well, let's um, hope so. Let's hope. Let's just hope that the 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 one week, you know, again, if it's OTAs, I know it's a lot of installation of the new offense and some whatever they're going to do defensively. Um, but when you're trying to implement a new offense, I think every day matters. And uh, let's just hope that the week is not going to be too costly uh, sure, for sure. us. For us, in this case, so yeah, um, yeah. The the players while they while they if they do it on their own while they will work hard, they're not going to jump each other uh for for minor mistakes when that's all the coaches do right coaches right. are looking for those minor things to clean that up because a lot of times that's that's the difference um yeah. so yeah. uh for sure for sure without a doubt um i will say you know for the for the rookies coming on board don't try to don't learn the playbook like knucklehead can uh i know when i was in when i was in high school i'm going to peel back the curtain here a little bit for myself I, when our team was a predominantly and when I say predominantly I'm 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 underselling it but we were a predominantly running football team we didn't pass Harley at all and uh but so what position did you play I played a position that isn't needed very much when you're a running team I was a wide receiver and tight end right <laughs> so <laughs> is that why y'all ran so much yeah yeah Exactly. Uh, but, but to be fair, uh, we went through, we're about to start the season and all we're doing is running, running, running. And all of a sudden one practice, the coach decided 
without telling anybody, we're, we're going to practice some, some passing plays. And he's calling out these plays. And I'll be honest with you, I had no idea. <laughs> it, it, we probably ran 20 plays and probably six of them. I knew the route that I was supposed to run. And the other 14, I'm asking, I'm asking the center what the hell direction, all the other receivers, anybody, I got to get out of here. I, I pull a muscle or something. I, I got to get out of here. Cause I don't know the plays cause that's all we've been doing. Okay. So I, I'm sharing that embarrassment with the commanders rookies. Don't be knucklehead Ken. Yeah. Please don't do this. Don't be knucklehead. Please don't, please don't do that. Right. Please uh, don't do this. Learn, learn every play. The, the the play that you haven't run all the whole time. You still got to know it, though, right? Yes. You still yes. got to yes. know it. Please do that. Please do that. <laughs> so one thing that came out of OTAs today is that uh, they had full participation, with the exception of three players: uh, Charles Leno. Uh, Chase Young and uh, Montez Sweat were all absent. Um, there were no reports on the reasons why those three players were absent from today. Even though OTAs is voluntary, they still had everyone there minus these three. Mm -hmm. And, of course, when people don't know the answers to anything, they tend to make up stuff. They just make up stuff. Sure. So, of course, for, you know, for argument's sake, I, 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 I can guess two of them. Well, hang on. Our, our fans, yeah, because they love to just argue and fight about crap. Yeah. So, of course, it became the debate of Chase Young and Montez Sweat, uh, why they were not there. There was a lot of speculation in things. Uh, spe speculation by the fans is because they don't have a contract, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, and then, of course, you know, you make the argument that Terry showed, Terry was not there, I think first week but then i think uh deron Payne showed up he just didn't run a lot of the drills but he was there to listen in on on what the coaches were talking about he just didn't participate so sure. you know i you know i don't know man i you know i'll give my two cents my two cents is one is we don't know why they were not there so so i don't want to speculate however for the sake of this conversation if Chase and Montez was not there because they don't have contracts, I, I just think as leaders of the team, it's probably a bad look. Well, Listen, when, when, no, no one's going to blame you if you decide not to put on your cleats and get out there and run around. Right. But for you not to be there just to be present, to say that, hey, I'm all in, this is just a business decision why I'm not um, running through the drills, but I'm going to be here, I'm going to support, I'm going to help the young guys, I'm going to help teach and show what you guys are doing and whatever the case may be that's part of being leaders right and and so from my own perspective just my own personal perspective that's how i would approach it i'm going to be present i'm just not going to participate right but for you just not to be there and this whole thing where it's voluntary and they're, they're practicing on their own uh, yeah i guess but sometimes man it's, it's the aesthetics of it you yeah, know, you, want, you want to be a leader during the season, then I need you to be a leader on the field and off the field. And I just think that's the way the way to have done it. That's my yeah, personal opinion. I, I can't disagree there. Um, I, I'm not going to make this a big deal because it's not that big of a deal. Um, but I've, I've got zero problem with them not participating on the field, like you said. Um, you, know, you get some kind of fluke injury or something like that that's going to cost you um, when you're about to try to get a contract. Um, and they're going to play, right? They're going, to, they're going to be there at training camp, and they'll play the season. And I mean, let's be real; they're they're playing for a contract, Correct. so so I don't have a problem with that. I would like, uh, to your point, for them to to be there, and just from the camaraderie and and everything with it. And I know everybody's friends, so. But in reality, in another month and a half or so, uh, they're all going to be together every single day, eight or ten hours. So. You know, on my scale of one to ten, how big of an issue is this? Maybe a two. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it's not it's not a big deal. And like I said, at the end of the day, we don't even know why they're not there. Correct. Correct. So, so I didn't want to, you know, don't want to speculate. And if, but if it is truly a situation just because they don't have contracts, then I would have personally liked them to at least be present. Yeah. Um, to be a, to be a part of the team. Um, another report that came out was one Sam Howell. Um, he took a lot of first team reps. Um, he was 
quick on his passes, Ken, in the seven on seven and eleven on eleven drills. Yeah, with only four incomplete passes, and they said were, that were there only, were there any defenders? Yeah, seven on seven and okay. eleven on eleven. Oh, okay, 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 okay. And uh, say that he was perfect except for four passes, and three of them was was just drop balls. Of those four, one of them was um, a pass to Brian Robinson, and I think it went out of bounds or something of that nature. But the other three were drop passes. So, first look at Sam Howe. Um, you know, so there's something positive. They said that the balls looked like they had some good zip on them. Yeah. And uh, he looked apart, looked comfortable, looked apart. Well, I mean, one, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. But number two, unless things are really bad, you're not going to hear bad things about Sam Howell, right? That you, you don't do that to your young quarterback. Uh, you know, you, you talk him up, you know, if he's having a weakness in one area and a strength in the, in another area, publicly, you only talk about the strength privately. You talk about the weakness and where he needs to improve his game. And you're going to see all of this all the way to the, to the, well, to that's the, the team though. That's the team talking about it. <laughs> The other right, people right. don't owe Sam Howe anything. They're, they're no, gonna no, no. I, I understand. I, I, from, from a fan perspective and everything, I, I don't disagree that. Uh, but when we start hearing things about Sam Howe, um, look, no, you know, you and I, nobody wants Sam Howe to be successful more than you and I, other than maybe Sam Howe's parents. Right. But um, I, I just take I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of grain of salt when I hear certain things about him. Um, oh, yeah. it's, it's not that it's not true. It's just, okay. You know, wh- wh- how much is that inflated because they want to pump the guy up and, and, and I'm all for it. That's the right way to do it. Don't get me wrong. That's the right way of doing it. But, um, but keep in mind, this is, this is day one OTAs and they're not correct. even at So let, let's, let's not overinflate it. But I've all, I've always said this when a guy looks great in camp, there's always people to say, whoa, 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 be careful. It's just camp. It's just this. It's just that. Right. But in that same token, when a guy looks terrible in OTAs and training camp, we're quick to point out how terrible the guy is. So, oh, yeah, training, yeah, yeah. Training camp represents something, but we should, to your point, take it for what it's worth. Because if Sam Howe got out there and was throwing balls in the ground, selling balls, looked like he can't. He didn't have any arm strength. We'd be talking about it. So the fact that he had good arm strength and was accurate with the ball, then let's count. Let's let it count for something. But well, let's not in the Hall of Fame just yet after after right. a couple after a couple of practices and the first day of OTAs. That's and, all. And if and if you remember, I, I don't want to go down a you know old memory, bad memory lane, but. You know, early on in the, I don't know that it was OTAs, I think it was uh, training camp, uh, there was a lot of a lot of issues with um, Carson Wentz, right? If you, if you remember, he was sailing balls and, and things were that, you know, things were getting picked off. And then, then he would have a, a day or two where he looked better. And then he, then he would have a, a rough day again. And all in all, you look at that and you're like, well, that's basically how how the how it was when he was on the field. You know, he'd have a couple good plays, have a couple bad plays, a couple good plays, a couple bad plays. So the fact, you know, I'm hoping that we continue to hear positive things about Hal and and you know, there's more to it than than throwing the ball on seven and seven. You he's gonna have to read the defenses and everything like that. But I, I like the idea of hearing uh, positive things about him. Absolutely. Yep. Um. But that brings me to my next question, though. You know, Ron has always maintained, even in the offseason, before the draft at the end of the last season, he talked about there being a true quarterback competition. And so the first question I have for you is, do you truly believe that this is going to be a QB competition? Does this if you're Jacoby Brissett, do you truly believe that you have a shot to be in the start of this team or? They're just saying that, and at the end of the day, you're just here to mentor Sam Howell. What do you think? Um, personally, I think it's Sam Howell's to lose. Um, everything being equal, it's going to be Sam Howell. Uh, even slightly, if, if he's not quite, if he's a notch below, they're still going to give it to him because they're going to look and see uh, all the positives about him and say, 
He just needs he needs more playing time to learn how to play the position in the NFL. Um, so now now if he stinks it up, then yes. But I think overall it is. I mean they they're all in right. Uh, Riverboat Riverboat Ron is all in on Sam Howell. Okay, and I I mean I get it and. I want to believe that this is a true quarterback competition. Um, my gut tells me is this is just what they're saying publicly to to have Sam Howell think there's a possibility that he doesn't win his job because when he did with Dwayne Haskins, he pretty much just gave Dwayne the keys. And you can question whether or not how serious Dwayne took it knowing that he had been anointed the starter. Um, and in this case, it's a young guy, and so maybe Ron wants to let the young guy think, man, I got to go out here and earn this, and so therefore he works hard, just like they did with the contract situation with Deron Payne. We don't sign his fifth year and let him fight for a contract, and then he, he balls out. Right. So is that just a mind game that Ron is playing with Sam just to get Sam to work hard when in reality this is truly not a quarterback competition? That's my gut. Now, Jacoby Brissett, I think, is a fallback plan because Ron knows that this is a this is – a big year for him. And if all else fails, he goes to Jacoby Brissett coming off a great season last year in Cleveland. But I think Jacoby Brissett here is just as an insurance policy. And this is not a true quarterback competition. This is Sam Howe is going to have to go out there and truly fall f- flat on his face for us to see Jacoby Brissett line, starting on the center um, for this team. Absolutely. Bar the injury. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, if Sam Howell is a bust, then we have a, we have a backup quarterback that's ready to come in, and you better find a, a backup head coach because Ron will be gone if this is a bust, right? Him, him, and Mayhew and and the, everybody. Um, I mean, they even sold it to Eric Bieniemy when he was coming that Sam Howell's the guy. Sam Howell's the guy. So it's not that you can't, uh, you know, next year you can't do something else. But it won't be with Ron. I, I don't think so. Um, well, according to the way too early mock drafts, they already have us picking top six next year. So yeah, that yeah. means we're not going to do well. Yeah, I, we'll see how everything plays out, obviously. But, um, I mean, to, to be real, you know, look where we've been the last few years. And we have a, a quarterback that 90% of the people out there that don't follow the commanders or, or don't follow uh, North Carolina, he's going to step on the field and they're going to go, who's this guy? Where'd he come from? Right. Yep. And it, it doesn't mean he's not going to be successful, but there's, there's all, but at the same time, there's a reason why nobody knows his name. Um, so he's got the opportunity. Let's see what he, let's see what he does with it. Well, whether it's Sam Howell or Jacoby Brissett, um, in the interview with Julie Donaldson, um, the next quarterback, starting quarterback, will be the 10th quarterback that Terry McLaurin will have caught balls from. Yeah. That is crazy. And, and it, not only is it crazy, but it's also crazy considering the success that he's had. Right. Right. If he, if yeah, he made, had a Pro Bowl, three 1,000 yard seasons. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I, Trust me, I'm not uh, trying to bring back Kirk Cousins because uh, Kirk Cousins is a is a very good bus driver. He's not a great player, but he's a, is a very good bus driver in my opinion. Uh, but Terry would have had a whole lot more success with just Kirk Cousins, much less if you would have had a a true top five, top seven uh, quarterback in this league. So um, again, yeah. you just got to take your hat off to to Terry because you know in, in some ways. You know, he's played with several quarterbacks and it seems nice. like he loves playing with each one. Right. Yeah. He, he's had, I think he's had a connection with a quarterback here or there more. Um, but when you see him celebrate and, and, and pat the guys on the back and, and celebrate the quarterback's success themselves, he's always right there with them. Um, well, that speaks to the guy that everybody loves. That speaks exactly. to Terry. I exactly. Mean, that says, that says a lot about Terry. Absolutely. That's, that's part of, uh, you know, why he got that, that contract wasn't just for his performance on the field, but it's the leader that he is. Absolutely. Um, 
So absolutely. absolutely. Uh, since, since you brought up uh, Sam Howell, uh, kind of turn it a little bit here. Um, for Washington to be successful this coming year, outside of Sam Howell, because Sam Howell is the obvious one, what else needs to go right for Washington, I'll just say to be a playoff team this year, besides Sam Howell? Let's just say Sam Howell plays a, a very average year, uh, maybe a little bit better than Taylor Heineke, um, but nothing off. Well, the Sam, Sam's obvious, right? So let's let's right. outside of Sam. Um, right. But he's but 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 in the in the scheme here, he's not a total bust. He's just an okay player. What okay. Else, what is it going to take at that point for Washington to make the playoffs this coming year? Just one thing, or just things in general. Uh, we're definitely going to need more than one thing if our quarterback is, you know, on the, uh, well, the bottom I'll put, half this, of... I'll put it in this order. Yeah. Um, first things first is the revamped offensive line has to get back to where they were a couple seasons ago. Okay. Right. That has to be the floor where we're not hearing about, I mean, a quarterback is staying clean. Sam Howell needs to be able to, Truly, because he's learning on the job. He will clearly, truly be learning on the job. So when he calls a play and he drops back and try to go through his reason, his progression, he's got to be able to have the ability to do that and do that comfortably. It can't right. be what we saw last year where, and I'm going to use Carson Wentz as an example. By the time Carson Wentz got back to the, to the top of his drop, the defender was already in his lap. Right. And, his, and his lack of mobility Led, led to a lot of the sacks. Just his inability to get out of the way led to that. Now, uh, Taylor Heineke, obviously, that was what made Taylor better. He was able to escape a lot of that, and Sam has the mobility to do the same. But I don't want to see my quarterback just get back there running around for his life right. every single damn play. So I'm going to start with the the the, the O-line gelling and we seeing some continuity and, and and improvement out of the line to back where we were just a few seasons ago. Number two, I'm going to say we need to remain relatively healthy because although the excitement around our team, excitement around our team on both sides of the ball has a lot to do with the players who are starters. Right. The minute any one of those guys go down, we're hoping the next guy – steps up right the old next man up mentality but i don't know that we have the quality depth throughout our team that we would like to have and so i hope to stay relatively healthy because now the defensive line can stay the guys who are your backups can stay in their lane and, and continue to play their role the young secondary can continue to develop and then the same thing on the offensive line we're not shuffling offensive line so my number one is going to be the offensive line play and my number two is just staying relatively healthy. I know injuries is part of football, so I, I, I don't need you to people to remind me of that. But to stay relatively healthy, relatively healthy is you don't have a guy going down on IR. He's done for the season. You don't have right. these ACL, Achilles injuries, people him breaking legs. You have a guy that may miss a game or two and then he's back. We, we, right. We're talking that type of stuff. So so those those will probably be my, my top two. Yeah, and – while while death definitely wouldn't have been on my list uh to your point you know as we start paying some of these guys uh that eats up a lot of salary cap so your your backup players tend to be you know more more of your your um rookies and your your low end free agents cuz you can't you can't afford to have a seven million dollar backup at x position right you, you you're looking for the for a handful of bargains on our offensive line as backup you know whether it's mathis it's a rookie uh you know a couple other uh rookies that we um signed um and so those players need to step up and and do well so when your stars drop a lot of times there there is such a, a drop off because it, they've eaten up so much of your salary cap also absolutely. right absolutely um for, for me, for me, a couple things. One is definitely relates to the offensive line. Um, they need, they definitely need to be better than last year. At what level they need to be, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think they need to be a top five, and we'd we'd like them to be there. 
uh, but they don't need to be that well. Uh, but to me, the bigger thing is I, I've said it before. Our number one free agent in 2023 is Eric B And I think if our offensive line is, is decent, um, he will scheme up things to take the pressure off, right? If, if we're playing somebody, uh, you know, the, the first game last year, I think it was Philadelphia where they were just in the backfield every single time. And, and nine seconds. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. The offensive line has to put up some kind of resistance, right? Yep. Maybe they can't hold that block for five seconds. They can only hold it for, for three seconds, but you have to offer some kind of resistance. Um, but with that, you know, you need to coach the quarterback to get rid of the ball in that situation. You need to you need to scheme up plays for a quick out in the flat, for a quick slant, for offensively, there's methods to attack something like that um i'll even go all the way back to the to the uh, 85 bears you know the the way miami for those that didn't know uh you know they were they were undefeated up to a point they looked like nothing could could stop them their defense was so overly dominating as a matter of fact ron rivera was part of that right and the way that miami attacked it I wouldn't say it neutralized it, but it partially did neutralize some of the things that they were doing. I think Biennemi has the offensive mind and and scheme that he'll put in place, knowing that he's got a rookie quarterback uh, to keep him out of some of those uh, consistently out of those positions. You're 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 always going to be in that position at some point. Uh, that's what the NFL is about. But um, yeah, I'm go, I, I would go with uh, Biennemi. Okay. All right, I like it. I like it. Um, couple couple things that have uh, the the Twitterverse uh, all twisted uh, the last week or two. Um, Reggie, on, on a on a scale of one to ten, ten being absolutely, and and one being no way, no how will you ever see it. What do you what do you think the, the the odds of Washington Commanders being rebranded in the next? So, so ten represents what year. now? Ten ten is absolutely it's it's, it's going to happen. And one and, says absolutely not. Ain't no way, and you know where. Um, do I what? Which way do I think, or which way do I want? I'm gonna give it to you both ways. You can answer them both. Go ahead. Um. What do I want? I don't even care. I don't even care. Um, but probably more likely, if I had to pick between what do I want, I'm going to say I don't want to mess with it. Right. Um, I say I don't want to mess with it because <clears throat> when you consider the fan base, or just, I mean, just look at people, people you work with, your friends, sure. typically you're not going to please everybody. And our fan base is no different. So for the people that wanted Red Wolves, we got commanders. So they weren't going to like most of anything because it wasn't Red Wolves. So if they rebrand this thing, outside of commanders, who? how do we know we're going to like the next one? Right. So, right. so now it's like it's kind of like when we were the football team. Most people hated football team. And they wanted to re they want they couldn't wait for the new name. And then when we became commanders, well, hell, we should have stayed the football team. So to me, it would just be deja vu. If they go in yeah. and rebrand this thing, it's gonna be something that some people are gonna like and some people won't, and they'll still be complaining about it. So to me, just win. Yeah. Just put a good product on the field, go win. The name will eventually catch on, just like the Titans did, the Jaguars, and anything else. It, it, just just put a winning product and people will be glad to be called the commanders, man. I don't care. But um, do I think they're going to rebrand? My gut says no. My, my gut says no. I, and, and I say no from the perspective of they're having to spend $6 billion to buy this team. They're going to have to spend more money to um, build a stadium. They're talking about over the next few years spending hundreds of millions of dollars to upgrade the stadium, upgrade the fan experience. So my point being in my point being is buying this team is almost like buying a fixer upper. 
terms of a house. You're not just moving in. You're not buying a brand new home that you just move in or a house is only a couple years old. This is one that's that's kind of been sitting sitting and the previous owner didn't take care of it. So you got to come in and buy it, but you also got to dump some money into it. Right. And I think the rebrand thing is probably low on the priority. And if it if they were to ask me, I'd just say, listen, man, I don't love commanders. But just let it be. I don't, I don't want to go through this whole mess again uh, yeah. with people complaining about it and all that kind of stuff. So, so to answer your question, do I think there would be? I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Do I want there to be? Hell no. Absolutely okay. not. <laughs> All right, you, you heard it there. Reggie loves the commander's name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I, 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 you know, I, I don't uh, disagree with you very much uh, on, on this topic here. Um, I don't, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, definitely not this year. Could it in a couple of years? Cause they see it as an avenue to generate some, some income or something. I don't know. Um, but you know, one of the points that you made is, you know, a couple of the names that everybody was hoping for would have been, and I'm not saying I agree with them. I know one or two of them you don't like, but it was, you know, red wolves, it was warriors. It was hogs or red hogs and, and red tails. Right. So if I just go with those four, um, we didn't get any of them. Those are probably the leading four that, that the fans wanted. And even if we would have picked that, even it, to your point, if we would pick one of those, the people that wanted the other three would not be happy. They're like, man, how, how could you go with, you know, you know, how could you go with warriors when, when you could have had red tails or, or red wolves or whatever the case may be. Right. So you're, you're not going to make everybody happy. Um, the one thing that I will say when it comes to the rebrand of the commanders that I would hope for is, man, you, you got to come up with a better logo. You just got to come. I'm, I'm fine with commanders, but get, but give me, give me a better logo. Um, and that's not a, a total rebrand is more of a re-imaging of your brand. And I, I would like for to see them. I would like for them to do that in the next couple years. Um, so you don't like the W I don't like the W it's just it, the W doesn't bother me. It, it's just, it's, it's just too, it's so generic. You know, give me, I've said before, you know, you're the commanders. Give me something. No, I don't, I don't want no looking or, military guy. I don't want now. I, I, I mean, I mean, it doesn't have to, have to be out and out military, but some kind of, you know, when, when I think of a commander, I don't think of a W, right? Um, just give me something that, that signifies. I don't need no, I don't need no, no caricature commander. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it is, but it's, it's going to be a soldier. It's going to be a soldier. It's not, the, it's not the W. It's going to be a soldier with a football. Well, some some goofy uh, shit like that. I don't. I don't what, whatever it is, whatever it is, it should be. It should be something that looks like you put a year and a half into it, right? Okay. A, a W is not a year and a half's worth of effort That's on a rebrand. And let me so. let me just add to this too, for those people that uh, Ken, you're one of them, but but not. <laughs> Oh man, I I, don't, I hope it's a good thing. But go no, ahead. No, no, it's not a good thing. You were one <laughs> of those people that were truly upset and felt duped that when they went through the the rebrand and getting fan input, and you felt like um, it was all a farce, and they really never. I called, considered... it, I, called it, I, I knew it was a farce before. That's what that's what I said. See, yeah. See, look at you. Look at you. See. I, I'm just I'm just I'm stating just the record. The I, I was right. I'm just laying the foundation for my point. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You are, I'm, already, I'm, I'm confirming it. I'm confirming it. Exactly. That's why I said you're one of them. So my point being is for all those people that want to rebrand, this is not where I'm talking about you now, but those people that want to rebrand, what makes you think they're going to listen to you again? They may just give you a different name, but there's nothing that says, yeah, we're going to do a rebrand fans. Oh, by the way, we're going to pick what we want to pick. There's nothing that says, yeah. well, we're going to do it over this time and we're going to take your input this time. So so just because you want to rebrand doesn't mean that they're going to consider one of the names that you want. So you, so you may be duped again. 
Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah. Or they, 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 say, or they make they the same. They didn't take your picket. input. Yeah, they it's didn't not, take your input last time. Hey, they, they they took it and put it in the trash can is what they did. It was it was a PR, right? It, it, it was it was it was know, bring man. some fans in, film them like we're getting their input, and oh, look, man, I'm not trying to stir up nothing. I'm just trying and, to and go go with that. And and, and Reggie, that, that leads to, to topic number two. <laughs> It's just a good segue. Don't get fired up, man. Two, Don't get fired up. That the Twitterverse is, is is having a lot of debate about, and, and in some ways, it might be more debate on on this than it is on the rebrand. Um, is Mr. Jason Wright the president of operations? Uh, there, there's a, there's a lot of people that are that are ready for him to go, and it. <laughs> You know, p- people have a, a lot of hot opinions on this. Ken, listen, let, let, me, just, let me just say this, folks. <laughs> let me just say Reggie's going to go ahead and give you all my opinion. Go ahead, Reg. No, <laughs> let me just say this. For the record, Ken and I tend to agree on probably 90% of things. Yeah, I, don't know if that's probably, good, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's probably bad for a podcast show, but, uh, but, 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 but yeah. But that's why we're friends. We, we we tend to see things and agree on a lot of stuff. However, Jason Wright is one of those topics that Ken and I does not agree on. And for the sake of this podcast, and for the sake of time, I'm going to let Ken have the floor on this. Because whatever he's about to say, yeah. I probably completely disagree with it. So that, that'll be, I'll let that speak for me. But I know Ken is very passionate about this topic, so I'm going to let Ken have the floor when it comes to the one Jason Wright. Ken, right. you're up. All right. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You, know, um, you notice he didn't turn it down either. <laughs> he didn't go, no, man, no, no, no. He's like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Give no, I think, I, look, let, let, me, let me preface that the only thing that I know about Jason Wright is what comes up publicly. Okay. So when, when he botches something, I I don't get to see the 20 things that maybe he does behind the scenes that are fantastic. Right. Okay. But, but his, but the things that he's done in public have consistently not gone the way that Washington fans would like for them to go. Uh, I, I don't, I don't need to go down a list because, you know, I ran out of paper the other day and I don't have any, you know, I only have seven tablets to go down. Um, <laughs> but publicly the things oh that, that, that fall under operations, whether it's, the, the rebrand or, or I, I don't, I don't even want to go down the list, right? There, 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 there's 10, 12 things that have gone that were not done properly. They were a lot of, some of them just weren't done properly and some of them were just out and out mistakes, right? Just learning how to spell some, making sure that somebody's name is spelled right. Um, the, the, these are things that, while he might not have specifically done, he hired all the people that are doing those things. Um, so, so I have been critical of him. Very. I, I've just pointed out his mistakes, right? I've, I've pointed out his mistakes. Um, it, I don't think it matters whether I want him to be fired or not fired. Um, and, and I say that because, again, behind the scenes, the other stuff, man, he may, he may be killing it, right? Everything that a that the president of operations does and works with sales and uh, promoting and selling advertisement. It may, it may be so much better than it was three years ago, two years ago before he came on. I I can't answer to that. Right. I I don't see the books and see how the dollars are. Uh, Clearly the fans are, are coming back now because Snyder's leaving but the fans weren't flocking to, to to Washington, whether that was a promotion thing, whether that's the way the team is performing. That could be either way. 
But I will say Jason Wright's days are numbered here. And a lot of it has nothing to do necessarily with how he's performed the last couple of years. Um, it has to do with, with the Harris group just spent $6 billion on a, on a team and you don't spend $6 billion and just let things go status quo. Right. I don't, I don't care if you're, if you're buying, if you're buying a, a, a taco stand and you've got five people working, I, I promise you within, within a couple of weeks, uh, all five of those people aren't going to be there because they're not going to, they're not going to work the way that you want them to work. And you're not going to do the things that you want to do. Uh, that group, I is going that. To, that group probably, before they even bought the team has a person in place that they've already got slotted. I, I uh, you, 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 you see teams do this uh, or ownership that does that with coaches oftentimes too, where, you know, the, the owner, he's not the owner yet, so he can talk to other coaches and, and he already has a coach basically lined up the day one that he walks in. Um, I would not be surprised if that happens to, to Jason Wright without even talking about the good or the bad. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. I think Jason Wright has a greater chance of staying on than Ron Rivera. I don't disagree that the new – I don't know that either one does has a good chance. Ron Rivera, if he doesn't make the playoffs, he's gone. I I don't disagree with that part. I understand. But my point being here is new ownership is going to come in, and they may may clean house, to your point. But they may may not, simply because Josh Harris – this isn't his first time owning owning a sports team. So he knows that he's going to come in, do an evaluation, see what's going on. And the problem that he bought is based on is what the people see on the field. And that may be where the changes he made to your point that you made earlier. You don't know how the books are. You don't know what's happening behind the scenes. He may come in and be like, man, you have done a hell of a job increasing revenue and the numbers and X, Y, Z behind the scenes. And he may like what Jason Wright is doing and he may keep Jason Wright on board. I'm not saying that he will, or he won't. I'm just simply saying just because he's bought a $6 billion team doesn't mean he changes the president of operation because the operation from the behind the scenes could be doing great. But what he knows is operations does not matter if the product that you're trying to sell ain't worth a damn. And if the right. people in the field, meaning the team and the, performance of the team ain't doing well that's where he's going to make his changes but because he's been a previous owner of a team i know he won't come in and make wholesale changes right away number one and number two again we don't know what's happening behind the scenes with the books and for all to your point jason wright could be killing it so i, I just want to clarify that no i don't think that just because he paid six billion that he's going to come in and got his operations guy already on board he he's looked at the books because that's part of what the investment banking and all that stuff is doing. So he's looked and seen what Jason Wright has done over the past few years. And he may not be satisfied. So to your point, Jason Wright could be gone, but don't be surprised if he stays around and Ron Rivera is gone on the football side of this deal. I, I, I find it hard to believe that anybody on this team has a secure position um, I'm not saying anyone's got and, and that, that includes the you know the the security at at the gates as well. Um, we're we're not talking about Kansas City, who's doing everything right, right? We're not talking about teams, uh, you know, Philadelphia the last you know year or two that uh, is doing everything right. You're talking about a team who has done nothing right for 20 years, and. And again, I'm I'm not buying a team to come in and do nothing with. Now let me, let me, you, let me you, may, you may debate you, you may you may say, well, he'll do this or he'll do that. Let me tell you, he's doing he's doing something. And yeah, and, and, I, and, and, and I don't disagree, but let me ask you this question. It's just a hypothetical question. When you looked at the financials of this team, knowing everything that you know about it, and you and let's just say you're Josh Harris's brother. Sure. Ken Harris. And you come in and you guys are looking at the books and you say, man, this team got a lot of issues 
Fans are gone. Stadiums falling apart. Lawsuit after lawsuit. Sponsors don't want want to touch you. Politicians as slimy as they are don't even want to touch you. You got all kinds of issues. And if all of a sudden you look at the books and realize this, despite all of the obstacles, this dude has turned this around and has been generating revenue year after year just based on all the obstacles he's facing. You don't think, because just keep in mind, this is about making money. You don't sure. think that that's worthy enough for you to go, but the minute Dan Snyder, because Jason Wright, not Jason Wright, because if you heard what was released in that report by Josh Harris, they said the removal of the owner will bring the fans and the money back. They've already talked about since Dan Snyder has agreed to sell the team, how ticket sales have gone up. They're starting to get endorsements, sponsors, politicians ready to talk. So now if he can do this with facing all of those obstacles, imagine what he can do with those obstacles. You don't think that that's what, worthy what, of keeping the guy around as opposed to just that, coming in and saying. What that tells me is Jason Wright had nothing to do with that. It, it had to do with Daniel Snyder leaving. Because soon I didn't, as say, he was I didn't say one year. I didn't say one year. I said over the past I'm few years, saying, he's turned this around. But we don't know. You're, you're, you're speculating that he has. No, no if, different if, than you're speculating look, that he's going to be gone. Right? Well, I, know the same thing. Gone. I know he's going to be gone. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're, spe- we're both speculating. Mark, mark, mark it down. Mark today's date down. Um, you know, if, if he's, I can only, again, I can only go off the track record what I see. Right. If he's half as bad behind the scenes as what I see that he does publicly, then he's speculation, media, mediocre at best speculation. Again, I I can only base it off of what I see. But to the point, maybe he is killing it behind the scenes. Uh, I doubt it because and, and the reason why I'm saying doubt it. okay, this isn't and this isn't a shot on him. I'm saying I doubt it because. Daniel, the poison of Daniel Snyder ha, put up a hell of a lot of obstacles for any president of operations to have to deal with. And I think in, in some ways, you're going to probably disagree with me. He ended up becoming a yes man and a, and a, and a for Daniel Snyder. Not all, not across the board, but in some ways, he was a yes man. He took some shots and some blame, um, and and he was fine with it, right? You you pay me, you can, I'll take the blame. Well, that's that's not somebody that I necessarily want. I want somebody that does a good job. Period. That 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 goes after things uh, the right way. Period. Um, again, or, I I don't know. I'm I'm saying. I'm speculating on some of this based off of what I see and have seen. Uh, I don't know it to be 100% accurate, but a lot of the, t- a lot of the things that happened smelled like he, he was a partial yes, man, not only to Snyder, but to the NFL. As a matter of fact, it was uh, the NFL, Roger Goodell that brought him to Daniel Snyder. Right. So, or some people said, hey, listen, I'd love to do business with you, Jason, but I can't because of your boss. I love to, I love to, I love, so it's not about you, it's about your boss. Well, that's why I said there, there, there's a lot of poison uh, with, with Daniel Snyder. So as soon as you get rid of that poison, anybody's going to have a certain level of success. There, there'll be a lot of people that have a certain level of success as soon as you get rid of Snyder, right? Uh, anybody that you see on Twitter, uh, that, that just bought tickets, that just bought tickets, that just bought tickets. They didn't buy those tickets because of Jason Wright or anything that he did. They bought them because they they believe that the, the team on the field has some hope and Daniel Snyder's gone. So that, that which means anchor they, which, is, is, which is means they bought tickets net. in spite of all of the seven pages of failures that Jason Wright did that you spoke about. Right. Because, because, because of the team and Snyder's gone. That's my point. So the whole thing about Jason Wright, then is, then it's not about Jason Wright then. 
about the tickets or about the tickets. Correct. No, nobody bought tickets because of J- nobody bought them for or against Jason Wright. They bought them for the team and the fact that along with the fact that Snyder is gone. Absolutely. I don't disagree. But like I said, looking at the books, the team was making money. But he was able to do this. It's hard not to make money in the NFL with the TV contracts that they have. But he wasn't able to. But that doesn't mean that he wasn't able to generate money in spite of Dan Snyder. And that's what I'm saying. That's it's all speculation. But my point being is for you to just say it's a foregone conclusion that he's gone. I'm saying you don't know that he's what he's been able to do behind the scenes that could be appealing to somebody like Josh Harris. I'm I'm sorry I brought up the behind the scenes thing because it gave you an argument uh, because publicly. Publicly, no, I've always said that. A, publicly, he's been a failure. I've always said that. In my opinion. I, I know. I know. You don't like Jason Wright. Well, you, you, give, you give him too much rope, right? I mean, he... he, he no, it's not, no, it's not the rope. I'll say it again. It's not the rope that I'm given. I say it's a lot of speculation. And I don't know. We don't know what the guy's role was. We don't know. Like, for example, how do we know that he even had... Maybe, maybe Dan Snyder ultimately chose the team name. How do you know that Jason Wright chose that name? How do you know? That, I mean, that's what I'm saying. All the stuff is Jason Wright, obviously, is the face of it. But what we don't know is what were the rules? What were the rules of engagement? We don't know this. And so for everybody to blame Jason Wright, I get it. I get it. I understand. It's just like the quarterback. When we win, it's the quarterback. When we lose, it, it, you, you, you get the good with the bad. I get it. All I, All I've always said was, we just don't know. All we know is Jason Wright is a president you, of operations. You, you so could go down that. You could go down that all the way down. You could do that for Scott Turner. What? What? What if? What if? Uh, uh, Ron Rivera is 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 not letting him open up everything. He wants to play conservative because Ron's kind of a conservative guy. You well, could. I mean, so, so you, could. You, could make, you could make that argument. And but, you could. But there, but there's nobody that would buy that. Right. You, you might buy that for a little bit. Um, you, you, know, you know why but, you didn't buy it, Ken? Because publicly, Ron never backed Scott Turner that way. That's why you wouldn't buy it. I, I, I didn't buy it because I saw zero creativity. Um, you, you can you can be you can have a conservative team, but still have creative moments on the way that you do things. And there was no creativity with what I don't disagree. But publicly, Ron would say things that led you to believe he didn't like the way Scott was calling the offense late, late in the season. Late so that's how, I, that's how I know that Scott wasn't doing what Ron asked him to do. He wasn't being a yes man to Ron. He was doing whatever the hell he wanted to do, I guess. And you see what happened, but same thing's about to happen to Jason, Wright. So uh, it may, it may, it may, it, it definitely may happen, but we will find out. I don't think it will be rash decisions. I think Josh Harris will come in and understand and he, I think he will do an assessment and decide whether or not it's appropriate to fire all five cooks at the taco truck, or maybe just two of them need to go. Exactly. So we'll, we'll find out soon enough. But at the end of the day, as we wrap this up, I don't care. All I care about is wins and losses on Sunday and maybe a Thursday and a Monday night game. But other than that, I live in Dallas. I don't go to the games very often, so I don't care. All of the stuff that they're doing is great for the fans there that are local. It doesn't affect me. What affects me is the ability to wear gear and and people stop harassing me because our team sucks. <laughs> That's what I care about. So all We're the in Dallas, people are going to harass us. Uh, we we can win the Super Bowl and people are still going to harass us. They, you know? they can, but you know what? They'll harass you less when you're winning. <laughs> they ain't got they ain't got nothing to talk about. But all that other stuff that Jason Wright is trying to do over there, that affects the people that are local or within driving distance who can get there or the people who got deep pockets that can get to half the home games. I, not- I will say if, if Jason Wright come, stay, stays around, he needs to go ahead and hire a quality control person that checks the spelling of names, checks Ken, the we're, dates we're, of okay, things. Got it, man. We're moving this, on from Jason. As a matter of fact, you know, knucklehead Reggie and knucklehead Ken are available at, at the right price, right? We, we're moving we, on we, Jason, man. Gold, we would, we would make sure that everything is done right. You know, just give us a budget. All right. Big budget. We, we'll we're wrapping through. up. <laughs> we're wrapping up. So until then, 
And as always, peace out, y'all. I'm finishing with a strong song for you there, Reggie. No, no Paul Abdul Curtis no blow Paul for you. No Paul Abdul, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> peace that. Peace out, knuckleheads. <laughs>